we are so big on like boundaries and honor and humility and laying down your gifts in front of the Lord. Man, I have Christian creatives that have literally laid down their artistic gifts like 150 times. (laughs) Your dreams will always require your healing and you need to know that in order to move forward. If you feel stuck in your creativity, your art, your business, or your life, then it's essential to understand that you are being asked to heal what's in the way of you creating what you dream about. This podcast is all about the relationship between your emotional health and your creativity. I'm Courtney Lancaster, and this is the Heal Create Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Heal Create Podcast. You know me. I know you. We're all friends here, right? In case you're new, I'm Courtney, and this is a podcast all about healing and creativity, which you probably heard in the intro. If you are listening on the day that this podcast was released, then today is the actual day that my course, the U Series, is available to you all. You can find out all the details and the pricing and everything on that on my website, CourtneyLancaster.co, under the U Series tab. And I'm really excited about it. I've been putting the finishing touches on it all day today, and I just feel so proud of this message. When I thought about putting out a course, (laughs) something that so many creatives, I mean, so many people in my position do, you know, life coaches and teachers and, you know, there's just so many courses out there. And um, I didn't know all of the work that would go into creating a course, but now that it's finished, man, am I proud of it. And I'm proud of the message and... Proud of the years that it took me feeling like I was fighting through the darkness to get to this point where I'm able to actually walk clients through this and hopefully be able to support you as well. But what struck me as I have been listening to all of the videos that I recorded a few months back for the course and then writing all the copy and we have meditations and journal prompts and resource lists and all the things, what really struck me was that Once you understand what's actually going on with you, it brings so much clarity and relief to, I think, the human experience, but the creative process and to the healing journey. It's It used to feel like an absolute impossible jigsaw puzzle, me trying to move out of depression and anxiety. It felt impossible. It felt so dark. And what I know now is understanding what's actually going on with you, depending on whatever level of, you know, stuckness you are facing, whether it's just sort of a lack of inspiration, a procrastination problem, all the way down to like, you know, depression and anxiety and PTSD, which is where I was at. It's actually not so much of a mystery of how to move towards it. And that's something that I say a lot. It's become a cheesy tagline of mine, which if you know me, I have a lot of those. I don't know why they just clicked in my brain and they help me so much. But I have I said in an interview once that it's a miracle that I am here today. I know a lot of people that do not get out of the level of darkness that I was living in for so long. But it's not a mystery. It's not this big, I was lucky. Um, you know, I showed up for myself every single day using the tools that were taught to me. And I did a lot of educating myself around what was actually going on. And 
there's a momentum that occurs once you understand what's going on with yourself and how to move through stuckness and triggers effectively, how to orient to your authenticity and how to step into your creative power. There's a momentum that happens that you don't have to put so much effort into after a while. In the beginning, it can feel like you are literally doing everything possible to move out of you know, the level of stuckness that you're in. It can feel, I used to say, it feels like turning the Titanic around. You're just like, you know, percentage point by percentage point, just barely like using all your energy to make these tiny shifts. But then what you find is over time, it's like compound interest. It just doubles on itself over and over and over so many times until you feel like you're living a completely different life full of the things that you used to only hope were true. So... I hope that you guys will check out the course and, um, yeah, it's just something I'm really excited. It has so many resources and amazing things and it's something I'm really excited to offer you. But what I want to talk to you today about is about the connection between creativity and for me personally, my faith, my spirituality and my identity as a Christian. Uh, this podcast is so unusual in that it's kind of like a become in a way like this journal and this connection that I have to a lot of you uh, around my own process and then hearing back from you about your processes. And so I feel a connection to all of you and I want to be honest and transparent as I continue to step into the most authentic version of who I am. And I think that leads me to where I am at today, which is stepping more into supporting the Christian creative. When I started this podcast, I specifically did not want it to be a Christian podcast. And there's a couple of reasons for that. The first reason is because I want to help as many people as possible. And I do not care if you are a Christian or not. As a matter of fact, James and I, my husband and I both went through a really, really big deconstruction process that was so important to us. You know, my husband's a pastor's kid. I'm a like lifelong church goer and 20 year worship leader. And um, we were always in ministry. We were always on leadership in one capacity or another. And we just never questioned anything like we did in the, in the last, you know, five or six years, which I actually, I know is incredibly common since um, the election of 2016. That's just, it's so, it was so, um, it shook a lot of people because politics really bled into a lot of um, worldview and faith and made a lot of people question a lot of things. There was a mass exodus. If you study, there was a mass exodus in the Christian church. And my deconstruction had more to do with the things that I was learning about trauma, the things that I was learning about myself and emotional health. And um, because my main context was Christianity, I was really curious and enraged <laughs> around the messages that the church was was giving around mental health and emotional health. And there was so much disillusionment there for us and for so many people. We ended up taking a break from going to church. We asked, you know, a lot of questions and just kind of for a while didn't really know what we thought about anything. I always had this sense that I was forever connected to God, you know, and at the very base of 
my faith, I could stand on the idea and the truth that like love exists. And, you know, I was always taught that God is love. And I think the life of Jesus always taught that we have this forever. He said, I have, you know, he talked about his connection that he had to God and love at all times, calling himself the son of God. And then he, you know, said, I'm the first among many brothers and sisters and said that we have the same connection to God. So that was always kind of something that the very like threads of my faith, they just never gave out. They were always something for me that, you know, I just never felt there's a Bible verse that says you can never be uh, plucked from his hand. Like he's never going to let you go. And so in all of my absolute biggest questionings of all the pillars of my own personal faith tradition, which is Christianity, I mean, I really, we really, you know, took them all apart. I always felt like I was connected to love and I was never going to lose that. I was always going to be connected to God. And he wasn't mad at me for asking these questions and wasn't going to withhold himself. And so I've always felt like I want to be an advocate for those that are going through a deconstruction process. And I know a lot of people who have gone through a deconstruction process and never found their way back into the church. And I just feel like I want to defend and advocate for whatever, wherever your process leads you. And because we're all on a journey and for those that are going through their own process and have taken a step back. And I just think that one of the biggest reasons why the Christian church is seeing so many people leave is because we have really demonized and put so much fear around this, this journey of making our faith our own and really asking questions and deciding what, what we, you know, where we stand with, with all of this stuff. And it's such a shame. And I think that it's doing so much more damage than good. It was crazy. We went, when we moved to Orange County last year, we tried out a lot of different churches. And I feel like if I had to hear another message about how the enemy's plan for the Christian church is to make people question God and deconstruction is like the work of of the enemy. One more time, <laughs> we were just like barely convinced that we wanted to be a part of church again anyways at that point in our process. And to hear that message over and over again, knowing how important it was for me to walk through that and find that I was never disconnected from God the entire time was so vital to me that I was just just so hurt by that for my friends that didn't feel like they had a place in church, didn't feel like church, you know, was a place that they wanted to be or a safe place for them. And I just... I wanted with my life and with my creativity to be a place where everyone felt safe. And so with this podcast, I wanted it to be for anyone who identified as a creative. I wanted to help anyone. And that's, you know, probably only half of my clients are actually Christian and probably half of my friends. And I... I like it that way. I I love the diversity of beliefs. And I love that, especially I love the people that are, you know, constantly looking at life with curiosity and um, faith with curiosity. And so I didn't want my uh, Christian faith to be something that kept someone from feeling supported or uh, encouraged by me. 
the second reason why I wanted this to be <laughs> a, a, a not necessarily a creative or sorry, a Christian podcast was because Christian resources for creatives are weird. And they're either about honoring the Lord with your art, which I want to talk about, or there are a lot of um, warnings about where your desires can take you, your, you know, being about fame, about searching for fame, about, you know, there's so much warning. And, you know, we got to be careful about this and we got to be careful about that. And I guess that's kind of the same thing is we got to be careful about honoring God. Um, All of the fear around creativity and art and stepping into those spaces in the world as a Christian were so off-putting to me and they're so fear-based. And I didn't want to be counted among them. (laughs) I didn't want to be anything like that. But I think I've come to realize that that's probably why I need to, um, and I want to offer support to the Christian creative specifically more than ever. And it's been something that's been growing in my heart as we have joined a church and have just found the most amazing, loving people at this, this local church that we go to that all seem to be on the same journey, which by the way, I get messages from pastors and leaders so often saying, I'm going through a deconstruction phase myself. I feel like I'm questioning everything. I feel so lost. What do I do? Or like, thank you for sharing whenever I've shared on Instagram about my own deconstruction process. That's crazy to me. That's not even my platform. That's not even the main thing that I talk about. And I still get messages like that. And what it shows me is that there are a lot of private lives and a lot of private questions that people aren't asking and being honest about because they're afraid of being outside of the tribe. And for creatives, especially creatives naturally are some of the most sensitive people in the world. Christians, especially in conservative Christianity, there's so much warning against basically what could go wrong or what outside forces might be trying to get you that are not doing any favors for anyone's nervous system. Um, I remember Jeremy Riddle one time talking about who, yes, I know, is a very conservative (laughs) evangelical Christian. Uh, Now, maybe he would have always identified as that. But basically, I was listening to a sermon from him probably five or six years ago, and he was talking about how he was a youth pastor, I think, or yeah, maybe a youth pastor. And he took out this group of kids, junior hires, to this lookout. And he said most of the kids went too close to the edge. And he was like worried about them, you know, falling off or jumping off and was like, hey, 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 back up. He said, but there were a couple that were so scared to get close to the edge that they might fall off that he had to encourage them. No, it's okay. It's okay. You can get close to the edge. And he had talked about how like, that's how so many of us Christians are. I never forgot that message because he said, we are cautioning the cautious child. We have so much warning and caution in our messages, but we don't realize that we are actually already, just for any of us that have grown up in Christianity, we are already cautious. Christians do not need more caution. They need more connection to God and they need more permission to go out there and make the mistakes and do the things that they feel called to do, knowing that they are backed by God because they're his kid, no matter what. 
We don't need more warning. I don't believe that we need more messages around how to honor God with your life and your art. And this is why. Not because God doesn't deserve your honor, but because there's so many messages like that. I hear way more messages around, be careful that you're not, whatever it is, too prideful. Be careful that you're honoring God. Be careful that you're um, not taking any attention for yourself. The creatives that I work with that are Christian can't sleep at night because they're terrified of taking honor away from God. There's a layer of issues that creatives face when there's unresolved trauma, when there's um, anxiety, depression, whatever, uh, when there's procrastination, just even in clarity around what they want to create or what's the next right step. There's a whole other layer added on top of that for the Christian creative. And I think because my entire life has been in Christianity, I understand it so well. And I think I just wanted a break from it. I think I just was so tired of the messages that I was hearing that were actually really scaring the people that I know and really disconnecting them from like the warm, loving God that I know that I, I didn't know how to be a part of that without seeming like one of them. And now I know <laughs> that the way that you're a part of that without adding to the fear is to put out a message of encouragement. That is not fear-based. Listen, you're going to be okay no matter what. There's no mistake that you can make that God's not going to be right there with you. And this is the thing. The healthy human, the human that feels regulated in their nervous system, the human that feels deeply connected to others and to God, they naturally won't make hurtful things. Naturally. And that's the message that I think that we're missing. We are so big on like boundaries and honor and humility and laying down your gifts in front of the Lord. Man, I have Christian creatives that have literally laid down their artistic gifts like 150 times. And I I think that God is saying, hey, thank you. Like, I don't need that. Like, pick it up. Like, we're, let's do something with this together. It makes me think about like, like if I knew that my son loved drawing and I bought him, you know, a color, let's say I bought him some, a blank, like book to color in and then all the colors he could want because I knew he loved drawing. And I sat down with him in the morning and I was like, what do you want to make today? And we sat down with all of his art supplies and he said, I don't know. What do you want me to make? I, I would say, well, what, I mean, whatever you want, I I can help you if you want, but what, what do you want to do? What do you want to create? It's low stakes. It's art. I just want to see him create because I love to see him lit up. And if he said, mom, I just want to give all of these to you, these crayons, these, these paints, these paper, I just want to give it to you because I don't want you to think that these paints are more important to me than you are. I feel like I would say, honey, I, and I don't think that. <laughs> I know that's not true because we're in connection. Like I'm not going anywhere. It's my job to not go anywhere. I'm I'm here with you. I love you. I'm gonna I wanna help you. And then imagine if he said something like, Okay, I'm gonna make a painting that's all about that's only about you. That it's all about you and how much I love you. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I certainly love those, you know, those Mother's Day projects that come home from school and they're like, 
these are the reasons I love my mom. I like that. <laughs> but at the same time, that's not the full, that's not everything that my son thinks about as a human being. And I want to be with him when he's creating art around the things that he's curious about, that he's scared of, that he's excited about, angry about. Like w- art is his expression of his human experience. And I want to be with him in all of it, knowing that if he makes a piece of art that talks about how angry he is with his parents, which has happened in real life, I want to see it. I don't want him to hide it because he feels ashamed or because he feels like it's going to be judged. I want him to create because I love him and because I want to be with him while he's creating and because I know it's a sign of a healthy human if he wasn't creating and he sat down shut down at his desk then I would know that there was something really wrong so as we've been coming back into maybe you would call it the reconstruction phase with our Christianity at the same time as I've been creating this platform for sharing my my ideas and inspiration and bringing other amazing people on I I can't ignore the fact that I really do have a passion for Christian creatives. It's who I always have been. It's who I understand the most and it's who I want to set free the most because I think that the world needs healthy creatives that are deeply connected to love. And I think the life of Jesus is so worth studying, so worth understanding and getting to know, especially as a creative. It's endlessly inspiring. And that doesn't mean you need to create only art about Jesus, but that once you really know the message that Jesus came to share, which is you are always connected to love, you're a child of God, then the relief that I think I felt as a creative is something that I want to pass on to you. So it's funny because at the same time that I'm releasing this You series today, I'm also going to be, by the time you listen to this, I'll be leading worship at a service in my hometown that I was asked to lead a song about. And the the coordinator of this event is a really good friend of mine. And she knows that I have opinions about worship songs. I just take really seriously the things that I sing over people. I haven't always, but especially since I began my healing journey, I know how powerful it is to have hope sung over you. And I know how disempowering it is to have shame, even unintentionally sung over you. And I, I don't know if there's like trauma informed worship, but that's what I'm about. Um, and so she, she asked me to sing this song and it wasn't a bad song. It was just all about like the battles, the battles that we face. And I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I told her, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't think I can sing this song. And she's so wonderful and said, okay, what about this one? And she sent me this song called Names. It was written by Amanda Cook. And it talks about God being everything that we need. Here's why that's trauma-informed. When you go into your imagination, let's say you're triggered, any trigger that you have, or I should say every trigger that you have is going to need something different in order to resolve. It's always pointing to a different need. You know, yes, you'll have some of the same triggers come up and they'll 
point to the same needs, but there's going to be a multitude of needs within any one of us, especially if we've experienced trauma. The need to be seen, the need to be protected, the need to be provided for. Laura Duncan has a great list of the developmental needs that we have. And depending on your needs, you're going to need something different. You know, you might need to identify that, oh, wow, this is triggering a need to be seen. And if you were to do any kind of trauma work, they might walk you through imagining what it would be like to be seen by a safe, kind adult. You might feel as though you need to be protected. And in trauma work, you might need to go into your imagination and imagine what it would be feel what what it would feel like to be protected by a a really strong, competent adult. And the reason why we're able to do that is because our imaginations are so powerful. Our bodies don't actually know what's real or imagined, which is why when we imagine safe scenarios, it actually changes and relaxes our body and changes our present day experience. And when that happens, that's how we heal. We're able to to do this because we're able to make the choice to choose these loving imaginations. And sometimes we need support to do that. But what I love about this song that my friend suggested to me was that the whole entire song is all about your names say it all. If you if you read the Bible, if you're into the Bible, <laughs> there's so many names for God. I mean, even names of like like nurturing and, and names that identify God as like a mother, identify him as a father, identify him as um, a protector, a counselor, you know, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Anything you could possibly need can be found in your connection to love and your connection to God. I love this song that I'm singing on the night that this podcast is coming out. I can't wait to sing it over people. And these experiences are happening to me more and more where I I really thought I would have to choose between understanding trauma and choosing the gospel. And now I can't unsee that they are the same. So to my dear Christian creative friends, I believe that the things that are on your heart to create in this world, whether it's on the stage or in a book or in a post or in a song, whether it's about God or not, that they are from the beautiful humanity that you live in and that God is connected to you through that and wants to be connected to you in that. I believe that you are so loved and held and that he is for you and wants to resource you as you move towards your dreams. I am so sorry for the mental gymnastics that you've had to go through as you've been shamed around the things that light you up. I'm so sorry if you were ever made to think that he would not go with you if you went down a creative path. I'm so sorry for the amount of times you've had to wonder if it's the will of God, because I believe that he's with you every step of your journey and that your job was not to guess whether or not you were pleasing to your father, but to feel his love so strongly that you know you couldn't take a step in any direction without him. I am so excited to support Christian creatives, and I just want you to know if you're not in that place, that you are not a Christian, you've stepped away, I just send you so much love, and if this is no longer the podcast for you, I completely understand. 
I don't plan on going into theology or anything from this point. We're still going to have conversations around emotional health. We're still going to have conversations around with incredible artists, Christian and otherwise, because this, the whole purpose of this podcast is to educate and inspire you around the connection between healing and creativity. But I know the Christian creative journey really well. And my hope is that you'll feel supported if you, if you find yourself in that place through this platform. So that's it for today, guys. Don't know if I expected (laughs) to go that deep. Felt cute. Might delete later. But no, I've been thinking about this for a while and I'm, I'm excited to share this with you. So I wish you such deep, rich healing experiences and such powerful, joyful creativity. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Heal Create podcast. If you have enjoyed this podcast at all, we would love if you would subscribe, rate it, send it to your friends. That would really help us get this message out, this message of empowering people towards emotionally sustainable creativity. Also, we have a PDF for you. So there's an exercise that I created called Inspiration Mirroring. And basically, it is for those that are looking to get acquainted with their authentic, truest self based on the idea that whatever inspires you embodies your potential. And so if you want to get started on that journey today of really understanding who you are at your core, the person that you hope you are, then you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram or go to my website and download that PDF. I think that's all. Have a beautiful day.